Good evening. Open your Bibles to 1 John chapter 2, verse 18 through 19. He opens up and says, Little children, it is the last hour. The early church was adamant about the Lord's return. They believed that Jesus Christ was going to return then. And it is so important that we too, to this day, continue to live in expectancy of the Lord's return. Jesus Christ said, no man, no one knows the time nor the hour. Only the Father knows. When I live in expectancy of the return of Jesus every day, it gives me a right perspective on life. My priorities begin to shift from myself to bringing glory to God. Because I know in the last day, the only thing that's going to last is that which I did for Christ. Therefore, the priorities of my time, my finances, my thoughts, my words my actions, my attitude, all of this can be prioritized correctly when we're living for Jesus' return today. He, he gives me a, a, a hope, and He also gives me a reason to stay pure, to stay holy, to stay set apart from the, from the world. Why? Because when Jesus comes back, I don't want to be caught doing something I shouldn't be doing. I want to be caught ready, looking. Jesus says, look up, for your redemption draws near. And before that, he gave a whole list of things that were going to be happening. And when he said, when you see these things, look up, for your redemption draws near. The return of Jesus is coming very soon. Now some people might say, well, it was about a thousand nine hundred and twenty years ago that John wrote this letter. No, oh, a thousand nine hundred and thirty. And here he's talking about the last hour. Some might say, well, it's been 1,930 years. Don't you think that we missed the return of the Lord? Well, of course not. There's a few scriptures that will really back this up. Second Peter chapter 3. You'll find in there that Peter says, The Lord's return is not slack. Or, no, he says, the, the Lord is not slack concerning his, his coming. And if you dig deeper, you'll find that he says, He is waiting on people to repent. And then you go down and he'll say, One day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day in the eyes of the Lord. Which is pretty crazy to think about, because then it would only, it's not even been two days yet. In the eyes of the Lord since John wrote this. It's barely been two days since uh, Christ 
died and ascended, died, rose and ascended. And then it's also been thousands and thousands of years also. So in other words, God is not, God is outside of time. He, he's not subject to a certain time frame. It's not for us to worry about how long we've been waiting. It's not for us to worry about when the exact time is or the date that he's going to come back. He never meant for us to, to figure that out. That's up to him. We are simply the servants who we need to be about his business. He said that he hasn't come back yet because he wants more people to repent. And that's where you and I come into play. God wants to use you and me to reach this world with the gospel of Jesus. And we can't do that if we are just sitting on our hands at home. We've got to be out. We've got to be active. We've got to be looking for those doors that the Lord opens up to share the gospel. Because there's a lost and hurting world out there who are dying and going to hell every day. You can't compromise, though, on the gospel. You can't do that. Nor show any sympathy for other religions because there's only one way to heaven and if you show sympathy towards muslims towards jehovah's witness towards mormons towards buddhist towards catholic catholicism towards any religion then you're compromising on the word of god and you're not doing them any good You've got to bring the gospel with love and truth. Truth is the word of God. Love is the action part. That's where you get to be an example, showing them the gospel. Truth is speaking the word of God with truth, not compromising. And again, love is taking the gospel into action. And now now that you've explained it to someone, now you show them what it looks like. Then you get to be an ambassador. That's how Jesus wants us to live in these last days. And it's so important that we are taking heed to, to our lives. Studying God's word. Seeking him on our knees in prayer. Don't neglect any quiet time with the Lord. For some reason, we live in a society that seems to be afraid of being in silence. We, 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 we can't just sit there in silence. We've got to either have our laptops open, we've got to have the radio on, the TV on, or we've got to have our phone in front of us. Those things are, become distractions when I should really be spending time with the Lord. So I would encourage you, before you go out every day, take some time alone. Turn your phone off. Put it on silent. Get That's why Jesus said, go into your closet. There you have nothing to distract you. Go there. Go into a quiet place, wherever that may be. Spend time with the Lord. 
and let him lead you on how you should be living in these last days. Now, John here is going to give us some signs of how we know we're in the last hour. Back to the scripture, he says, verse 18, Little children, it is the last hour, and you have heard that the Antichrist is coming. Even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. So, he says, you've heard that the Antichrist is coming. That is a capital Antichrist, capital A. That is speaking of the man of perdition, the son of perdition that Second Thessalonians speaks of. We did a study on that a few weeks ago. That is the man who will rise up into power, who is going to be Satan's slave. He will rise up into power in the great tribulation after the rapture. He's going to be the one who is going to bring peace to the world. He's going to bring a peace treaty to Israel. He is going to sit in the temple of God, which will be rebuilt and claim to be God. This is the man who, more encouragingly, we now know that Jesus Christ will consume with the breath of his mouth. That's pretty awesome right there. The Lord's going to come back and just wipe that guy out. Now John is saying, you've heard that the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come. Now, that's a lowercase a. And it's plural. See, the first one was Antichrist, singular. Now you got Antichrist, lowercase a, plural, have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. Now, what is he speaking of? Are there multiple Antichrists? No, what he is speaking of is when you read that, that lowercase Antichrist, he's speaking of the spirit of the Antichrist that's already moving in the world. It's already making itself evident in the world. That same mindset that the, that the Antichrist is going to have is already running rampant in the world as we speak. And where has that spirit really sunk into? It is snuck, it is snuck, sunk into the church. There are antichrists who are in pulpits, antichrists who are elders, deacons, antichrists who are worship leaders. These antichrists, the spirit of this antichrist is someone who is denying the deity of Jesus Christ. Remember, the Antichrist is going to say, I'm God. That same spirit is moving in the church as we speak. Back then, in this time when John wrote this letter, there was a thing called Gnosticism. And they basically came and they would deny the deity of Jesus. They would say, oh, Jesus wasn't really God in the flesh. He was just a man. Some say Jesus didn't even come and that it was all just a myth. And that this was all just revealed from heaven. So there was 
Now, what does that sound like to today? You see, it started back then. Now, it has increased worldwide now to where we're at. It's just built, it's just built up to be more and more and more. Jehovah's Witnesses say that Jesus Christ is not God in the flesh. That is a cult. That is not true. That is unbiblical. That is the spirit of the Antichrist. Mormonism says that Jesus and Satan were brothers. That is not biblical. That is the spirit of the Antichrist. Also, Joseph Smith is the one who started that that cult, Mormonism, and he said that Angel Morani revealed to him with some golden tablets on the way it really should be. Remember when Paul in Galatians says, if we or any other man or an angel from heaven comes to you with a different gospel, let him be accursed. Joseph Smith says an angel came to him and gave him a different gospel. What a bunch of baloney. Paul, writing to the Galatian church, inspired by the Spirit of God, gave us that text because there was going to be people who would say such stupid things. You see, the Word of God is true. The Word of God calls out all of these things. That's why it's so important that we are in His Word so that we can know how to defend ourselves, so that we can know who is the spirit of the Antichrist. How can I tell the difference if they're really sent from God or if it's just a spirit of the Antichrist? Well, it's simple. If they say that Jesus Christ is just a man or he's a really good guy, or he said a lot of good things and was really nice, but he's not God in the flesh, if he's if they say he is not the Christ, the Son of the living God, that's the spirit of the Antichrist. That's how you know. That's the deciding factor right there. You can say, I, I asked a gentleman at work one day, I said, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of God? And he said, oh, I think of life. I said, all right, that's pretty cool. And then I said, what about Jesus? And his response was, well, I don't know. That's a hard one. I'm really going to have to think about that. And he never answered me because Jesus, he, he is so controversial. He is a deciding factor. God said, this is my son. I've given him all authority. He said, Jesus also said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the Christ. He's the Son of the living God. And if anyone answers otherwise, they're a liar and they're false. There's no truth in them. Now John says, there's many antichrists now. 
And look at how he ends verse 18. By which we know that it is the last hour. And we have seen it increase more and more and more over the last 1,930 years. And now we're beginning to see more biblical prophecy. We're beginning to, I just read a post yesterday that said Vladimir Putin is, he is now turning towards the Middle East, looking towards Iran and all those other countries whom the Bible predicted, and it will happen because the Bible said it would happen, that Russia would link up with Iran, Syria, Iraq, Ethiopia, Libya, a lot of those other countries, Afghanistan possibly, Pakistan, all of them. And they're going to go against Israel. Putin's eyes are fixed on the Middle East now. There has never been so much biblical prophecy lining up than there are today. It's exciting. By this, and now we're really seeing an increase in false teachings in in the church, which is another sign of the end times. Things have just increased more and more and more. There's coming a day, and it could be today, that Jesus Christ returns. Now, another point I'd like to make. There is a new sitcom TV show on FX. X, FXX, I think is the uh, broadcast show, called Little Demon. It is an animated sitcom. And let me just tell you the backdrop of the story. It is about a woman who has sex with Satan and out comes her daughter who is named the Antichrist. Go look this up. You can see clearly there. Listen, I have never, ever heard of people using the term Antichrist, especially in a TV show. But Satan is trying to smooth things out. He's trying to desensitize people to that to that title, Antichrist. He's trying to desensitize people. And really, he's trying to desensitize kids. On who Satan really is. Making it seem like, oh, he's just another guy. No. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. And he's deceiving your kids. Your grandkids. Your nephews. Your nieces. Your cousins. He's deceiving them. You need to be care. If you have kids or grandkids, you need to be careful what they're watching. And I know people say that, that they have restrictions and all that. But guys... Remember, we're in a spiritual warfare. Things pop up all the time. I know people who have restrictions on their laptops. A pastor out of California, he has restrictions on his laptops so that well, he doesn't want any inappropriate pictures or he, he's not allowed to even look on to pornography or anything like that because he needs to be held accountable. And so he does a lot of his studying online and on the computer. And he said that recently, randomly, with all of these restrictions on there, that an inappropriate photo popped up. And he called IT and said, hey, I need to get this off of my laptop. Why is this popping up? I have these restrictions. My point is, don't believe 
that the restrictions are going to completely restrict your kids from seeing anything inappropriate. We're facing a spiritual battle. We are literally behind enemy lines. This whole earth is Satan's realm. This is his world right here. He's in, it's his. Look up that show. Look up the trailer, Little Demon. It's, it's, it's terrible, but it, it is good to inform you. Guys, Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. You cannot look past the things that are happening right now and say, there's no way Jesus is real or Jesus isn't coming back. He is. Now, verse 19, bringing things back into context, and I'll end with this verse. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. Speaking of those false teachers, the spirit of the Antichrist. Again, how I said they snuck into the churches. Well, guess what? When you're in a biblical church and you're somewhere and that spirit of the Antichrist comes in and tries bringing in this false teaching, they're not going to last they're going to leave. They're not going to be able to stick around. Why? Because the light always overcomes the darkness. So take heed in your personal fellowships, in your homes, in your churches. If you see anything, go tell the pastor. Tell them. Why? Because we need to be protecting one another. We need to be on the lookout for the spirit of the Antichrist. And, and remember, Satan reveals himself as an angel of light. These, these false teachers, they will look so magnificent. Their speech will be eloquent. They'll hold the Bible in their hand. They'll be good looking. They will have all the, they'll check off every checkbox in the checklist. Beware of these, these false teachers. Beware of these deceptions. Jesus started off Matthew chapter 24 with, Do not be deceived, because there would be so much deception. I encourage you to go back and read these two verses. Dig into it deeper. And let's be looking for Jesus Christ. He's coming back. Let's be living holy lives set apart to Him. And let's glorify Him with our lives. God bless.